All right, welcome everybody. It is episode 92 of I Take from the Kitchen, and we're back in my kitchen. We had a crazy weekend of releasing podcast episodes, so hope everybody enjoyed those. Our guest tonight is Chris Hagery. Rhymes with Hagery. All right. There, we now know how to Way say it. Way easier than it looks. <laughs> Chris Hakery from... So far away from that. <laughs> and Chris works at Austin Brothers, so we'll get to know him later. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen, and our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And we do have one email. And it's from somebody special. And it's from Brooke Suter, my girlfriend. So, and she says, hi to y'all. Howdy, y'all. I'm not entirely sure if I'm allowed to submit a, a guesstimation or not since I am dating one of the celebrity hosts. But I reckon I'll try. And her predict she gave a prediction for the 10-year fixed-rate mortgage for the giveaway. I think it... It's worth me repeating that all our listeners and people that are special. Yes. Not just this one. But I mean, especially you. She's special to me. Especially to you. But I mean, the people that <laughs> listen, I know there's people that like, wait a minute. If they get offended, whatever. Like, it's wait, fine. this guy wants They can me come to, at me. They, they, this guy wants me to email. And then the one time this person emails, now all of a sudden that's special, not me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that's... Good stuff. Yeah. I don't, um, I got to message Matt tomorrow, find out if he's coming next week or if he wants a week break in between the whole thing. If he comes next week, that's awesome. We'll do the drawing. If he wants to wait a week, and then you and I will then do our, since people like it together, yeah. whatever, however that works, that's, yeah. that's what's going to work. So, um, but yeah, other than that, that's all the email we had, so I guess we'll move on to hot takes. And I have three, four, I guess, we'll do a three. And Johnny Depp lost his libel case in England about him being a wife beater. Did it say why he lost? I didn't go into it, I just saw the headline. And so, I don't know. That's wild. Did you follow that whole thing? A little bit, yeah. A lot of bad things came out, so. Did you follow that? Really? I didn't catch any of that, no. Well, so, what is it, what, three years ago? It's probably around three or four years ago, Johnny Depp's girlfriend said that he beat her. And then, of course, he went through the machine of what it is of being a wife beater or you know, whatever. And everyone chewed him up and spit him out, which happened. They even, I think, at one point, we were going to drop Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, they were going to make him stop doing that even at one point. Come to find out, this chick is stage four cleaner bat poop crazy. Like, I think she, at one point, he said she pooped on his bed, right? I think that's the one, like, yeah, like, she took her poop and flung it around the house and I don't know. It just came out more that while wow, he might have, like, pushed her and definitely... 
because you fling shit at him. Not saying that you should ever hit somebody, but like, um, anyway, this just comes out. A lot of the their relationship came to the forefront. And long story short, I guess in some people's eyes, they don't necessarily believe that um, Johnny Depp is as guilty as. But in the meanwhile, his career is damaged. He lost right. a lot of money, so that's what he was suing her about. Hmm. Yeah, was, the article's too long. I think part of the, I think the main problem in that whole situation would be is I don't know if you have anything exactly to prove of what he lost. Like if he would have lost the Jack Sparrow role, you probably could have done that, but he actually yeah. didn't lose it, so no monetary value. Yeah, and then it's hard to try to figure out what exactly that value is. Well, the rest of his career, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to want to put Johnny Depp in your movie to make money or what? Yeah. So, interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. Hot take two. Almost 94 million Americans have voted early this year. So, I thought that was interesting. I'm amazed at the people that voted early. Yeah. Uh, did you vote early? I did. Yeah, yeah, I voted a couple weeks ago. There's one person right there. So, I still want to go to the bed. I, I think this will be probably the last time I do this. So I'm going to really enjoy it. <laughs> because it's my one of my most favorite favorite things to do. And I'm probably going to start voting by the absentee from here on out. I enjoy voting. I enjoy going to the polls. Um, but I did like having the ballot in front of me and being able to research some of the stuff I didn't necessarily know as much about. Yeah. I felt not as rushed. Yeah. Like I, you know, probably took me four hours to fill out the ballot. Right. Where, where I like that aspect of it, but I do like going in and, you know, talking to the volunteers and, you know, marking yeah. and handing it in. You feel like you've completed something. We're here. You know, I dropped it off in the Dropbox and it's like, yeah, yeah I guess I'm done now. Yeah. But I, I'm never was in the military, so I never had gotten any of those feelings. So this is the closest I get to feeling patriotic at yep. that moment of being behind the pole or the blue that everything. But yeah, I'm sure that would be nice to know that the fifth person on the ballot for the Supreme Court of Justice of Michigan is so-and-so, and you actually can look it up. I'm sure that part was probably nice, because yeah. I'm always like, eh, and I just, I'm not a huge fan of party politics, but I do tend to vote one way, and that's usually what I do in those situations. When I don't know, I just look and see what's going what's going I do. Right. So, but yeah. I just thought that was nice. Yeah, my daughter even voted. Yeah, she, she so that's, I think it's said already 60% of the number who voted in the last election in Michigan already voted absentee. Wow. So, I mean, turnout will be huge anyway, but it's crazy that it's already that big. They say it's going to probably be our biggest election, like the best turnout ever. Well, for sure. Yeah, so that's exciting to me. Now if we could just carry that over until like two years from now <laughs> for a midterm election. Yeah. It would be nice, but I mean, I'd take even more than ten thousand people voting <laughs> in a local election. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I'm not gonna get into that right now. But <laughs> ones that actually affect you. Yes, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I just want to go off right now. So I know this isn't gonna get out for tomorrow. So hopefully, everybody voted. Who's able to vote? All right, and take three. We both had a big week with pictures, a big month. Yeah. I had I mean, a picture going out in the Alpina News calendar. 
Brad does. So, we'll yes. Go it. yes. And you won two honorable mentions, one through Art and Aloft and the other through Besser. And then today you got... Which guys. I should because I stacked the bow. Yeah. I mean, they let, they let me put as many photos as I wanted to oh, win that contest. Yeah. And I put one, oh, one, one sometimes two, sometimes two a day, yeah. you know, because <laughs> I on my personal page. But I, yeah, I went after that thing. And not very often do I do that. But yeah, So you won the CVB giveaway this month. Yeah. So enjoy your gift card. Uh, Regalo. 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 Something like that. I mean... But I was next there. to the yeah. basket case. I go in their hand. I go in there once in a while just to stick my head in yeah. and see. They carry um, Detroit grooming products, and, and I always want them to carry a certain thing, and they never do. So instead of me being proactive and saying, "Hey, why don't you order this that I want?" I just go in there each time and see if it's in there, and then I walk back out and give you more traffic. Yeah, I mean, I got a pair of socks from there. We have bought the Allison bought um, reusable straws, so because we're trying to you yeah. know try to save seed turtles as much as we possibly can. So. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I got it. today's the day of the dead. Mm -hmm. Do you spell that celebrate that at all, Chris? I do not. Okay, Brad, not really. Not the day of the dead. Did you? How about we go? What's calling audible here? Did you, have you ever watched Coco? Yes. Okay. Watch Coco? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, all right. So, no, no, all right. How do you feel about Coco? I liked it. It was yeah, a really was, good movie. Yeah, I watched it on the plane from DC to Atlanta last year. Yeah. Started crying. Yeah, it's 100%. <laughs> like, jackass. I don't think you're a normal person because you'll watch toward the end where Grandma starts singing a song. If you're yeah. not crying at that point, I just. I'm you have a soul. Yeah, man. it's crushing about you. So. Um, and then I did think of a couple other things. Voting was one, but I didn't think it was a big thing. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that Michigan team? <laughs> you called it, pretty much. Yeah. It's one of those ones where I didn't want to be wrong, but the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Do you follow Michigan football? Doctors? I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a rough one. Yeah, it was a rough one. It might be time to get rid of Harbaugh. It might be. And that, that pains me to say because, as you, I mean, you probably don't know this, Chris, but one of the things Brian always talk about is you can get rid of someone, but who are you going to replace them with? I don't know who you're replacing with necessarily either, though. So it's like, it's not like yeah. there's a candidate out there who's glowing and waiting and ready the wings and begging for the job. Yeah, or, I mean, that's going to do for Michigan what Harbaugh does. I mean, he definitely, I think he hypes the team up, which I don't know if it's good or bad. I mean, as a fan, I think sometimes it feels more frustrating as a bad thing, but he recruits, doesn't win, it has an above 500 record, and packs the stadium. I guess those are all things that are really, I mean, are super important. You can't beat Michigan State or Ohio State, which I guess is a barometer for a lot of, I don't think you're. I don't think Michigan's ever going to be Ohio State. Uh, let me. I'll, Not I'll, here. No. Let me rephrase that. I'll rephrase that. As long as Michigan keeps the academic standards they have for their school, they're never going to be Ohio State. How's that for a cheap shot at Ohio State? Yeah, I guess you know. That's how I. That's how I believe it. Though you have one school that still believes. I think Michigan loosely. Is still a student athlete loosely, 
And Ohio State just doesn't even care about us as an athlete. They just care about getting the kid. Don't kill anyone. So they, they, they're automatically going to assume they're probably going to break the law. So they are. Uh, <laughs> Stay away from the tattoo parlor. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Cheers and shots. I think that's. I I was just frustrated. I, I wanted to be wrong, and it just was one of those games where we, we texted you during the game. Which is frustrating because it just seemed like they didn't have any passion for the game. And maybe that was because they were playing at home in an empty stadium and you're just used to vault. That could be a big part of it. But man, you would think at one point, like, man, like, we're not going to lose to these guys. Just like some pride would come up in the whole thing. And I didn't watch it. I would just tune in like once in a while and listen to it. And everything, every time I tuned in, I would hear a ref. Like this, I was hearing from both sides, like, oh, like the ref, or you know, the commentator would say, oh, the ref. And I was like, man, I don't even care about the ref. Like, at some point, especially with football, hockey is this way too, and even basketball sometimes. Sometimes you just got to put all that aside and just get it done. Like, just get it done. They just didn't play a very good game. The DBs were falling down and just missing the ball. Yeah. And you got to stop the quarterback on fourth and two on the quarterback's knee. We suck at that, though. It's two yards, though. I know, but, I mean, look how far back we can go. We're Michigan with a mobile quarterback. Just We struggle with that. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's not mobile. (laughs) (laughs) I got that to go. He was mobile for that play. Who do you got tomorrow? Who's going to win the presidency? I'm not holding that in. And you only have to tell me who you like, even though I know who you like. Just tell me who you think is going to win. They think Biden will win. Yeah. It'll be closer than people think. I agree. Everything is a nightmare scenario for me at this point. So I just want to come out of this thing tomorrow. I Ideally, tomorrow, what would be happiest for me is one person. At this point, I think I almost want a landslide win with the loser, with a nice concession speech. And then we just move on. With that month long. Yeah. With that month battle. And I just, none of that's going to happen. I mean, that's, I mean, so, worst case scenario, I know Biden wouldn't do this, but worst case scenario is Trump challenges everything. Or, my worst case scenario is a Biden's declared victory, Trump challenges everything, and the whole society deteriorates. We have a whole civil war. I mean, that, that's a really bad worst case scenario. So, like, and the fact that it's even on the table as like that is a possibility scares the poop out of me. Oh, you think? Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> I was talking with our friend Jeff. He's like, you know, that's actually a possibility. And I'm like, I promise you this much: people are not going to want to buy a car if that happens. <laughs> like that seriously affects <laughs> me. Like, and I mean, you yeah, know, it I mean, it's good for beer sales. <laughs> it's good for beer sales. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think if civil war happens, people aren't really thinking about their next big event. <laughs> no, they're not. It's a mess. So, but I mean, yeah. So, as I live my life, one worst case scenario at a time. So that's my worst case scenario. <laughs> it was it being a stalemate, and then that thing going on forever. But now, civil war is actually on the plate for me now. So, like, or on the table. So now, that's my worst case scenario. Yeah. Interesting. Does the UP break away from the Lower Peninsula though? If that does happen, I mean, it could. 
I was trying to figure out the demographics. If like Civil War often gets territorial, but I don't know how that works in this situation because like so much of our territory is individual states and it's metropolitan areas versus rural right. areas. So I don't know how that works. Even like let's just say it's Michigan. I can see the UP defecting from the Lower Peninsula, but we go to war with Wisconsin for it. It's just interesting. And then we're going to war over the Great Lakes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It is. But I mean, let's be honest, the Great Lakes belong to us. So well, of course I mean, they do. Yeah, I mean. Four or five. Four or five. Yeah, that's <laughs> All right. I, think, I can't remember what else I had, but that's most of it. So. All right. We will take a break. We'll come back and we will meet Chris. All right. Awesome. Chris Hickory? Hickory. Hickory. Long A. Rhymes with bakery. Rhymes with bakery. I got that's, Not... that's, that's a retirement plan someday, the Hickory Bakery. But, oh. <laughs> but, I, but I can't cook, so. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me where you were born, and let's start from there. All right. So I uh, grew up in uh, western Oakland County, so pretty okay. much lived in Metro Detroit my whole life. Um, Wixom, and then I uh, went to school at Elma, actually with a couple other uh, fine Alpina folk, uh, Cynthia. Mashinsky went to school with her and uh, Shane Pinger, uh, Sawyer Plume. Yeah, I uh, went to school with those guys. Um, after school, moved back to Holly Clarkston Fenton, moved around a little bit, and then um, moved to Alpena last July. Okay, um, yeah, went to Elma for history and political science. Nice, I uh, was gonna go to law school. Yeah, got the first student loan bill, decided maybe we'll work for a bit, and that yeah. was you know. 16 years ago. Here yeah. we are. Um, so did you do know Cynthia? Like, did you, you did the, probably took some of the similar courses? I did. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure we took the LSATs together. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, we were actually, um, she was very good friends with some of my fraternity brothers. We spent a lot of time weekends together, and we actually did a lot of, we had a lot of similar classes and stuff like that. So it was funny. I didn't realize she lived in Alpena. I saw her on a Facebook post, and then like I replied, she replied, she's like, "What are you doing in my town? I'm like I live yeah. here now." <laughs> wow. Kind of a fun little. That's super cool, small world. So when you got done with school, you were in the Detroit area. How did you? So what do you do for Austin Brothers? So I'm the um, officially director of sales. Um, you know, title or job roles kind of change weekly. Obviously, this year it's been a lot different. Right. Uh, for the most part, I was brought on to do everything outside of the brewery. You know, we have 28 warehouses around the state that sell our beer. Uh, my job is to make sure they have the beer, they know what's coming, they have the right stuff. You know, uh, Colin Meyer and Kroger and Walmart make sure they're buying our beer. So kind of everything outside of the brewery. Um, prior to that, I actually sold their beer. I worked for a distributor for 11 years. Okay. Um, and came up to Alpena to sign the contract with these guys. Um, had a real good time with uh, Brandon Blake and Dana and Julie and... That night, actually driving back to the hotel, my boss at the time was like, you're going to leave me, aren't you? You're going to come up here. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's the plan. Um, so but that was actually probably four or five years ago now. Uh, but sold their beer downstate. I just, I knew the liquid was great. The branding was great. And it was, it's easy to sell that beer. Right. So every couple months I call Blake and be like, hey, you ready yet? And he's like, no, you know, I'm still, you know, Blake was handling kind of what I'm doing now. And he's like, no, we're still small enough where I can kind of do this. And still he was the CFO and helping yeah. you out. Um, and about uh, December of 
18, I called him. I was like, listen, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going somewhere. He's like, well, come to Alpena, we'll have you. <laughs> so right. um, made the move up here. Um, I guess it would have been summer of, yeah, 19, sorry, 18. Um, so yeah, started with April 1st. Uh, couldn't find a place to live up here, so commuted from Fenton for, for a couple months and ended up moving here around the 3rd of July okay. last year. That's that's a crazy story. <laughs> what do you feel... Let's go back a little bit. Well, I, I, you did some distributing for, in Detroit for yep. a while? Yeah, so I worked for Anheuser-Busch Distributors. So real okay. similar to the portfolio that Huron has up here. Um, I've actually known Scott Bays and Jim Johnson for years. Uh, okay. See him at conferences and brewery meetings. And, yeah. you know, we'd all, all go out to Colorado to go see New Belgium. And so I've known those guys a long time. But, yeah, we were a largely Anheuser-Busch house. Um, sold, you know, eight or nine other Michigan crafts, some regional, some over the right. seas. So um, but my job there, I was a, well, Started out filling the shelves to grocery stores, uh, worked my way up to you know fill-in sales and sales rep, um, created a craft manager position for myself when we got enough brands. I kind of told the boss, like, hey, we need somebody to manage these. Mm-hmm. Um, Hubert Distributors is who I worked for. They were actually bought out by Fabiano Brothers yep. uh, out of Bay City and moved our whole operation downtown Detroit. Okay. Um, so I did that for a year. I was the on-premise sales manager for Oakland County. I did special events. I did craft management. Wow. You know, fill the shelves. You know, it was kind of, it was a lot. It sounds like a lot. Plus a two-hour commute every day. Right. Kind of got to the point where I was like, I have to do something else. And thankfully, Blake was ready for me. So. That's really <laughs> um, Austin Brothers has grown. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this year will probably fall within the top 25 largest breweries in Michigan. Um, been growing about 10% a year the last couple years. Uh, we're going to grow this year, which is amazing, uh, considering all that happened. I mean, it's been, you know, we'll probably get to that a little bit, but um, we've been consistently growing um, inside the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've just started shipping a little beer to Washington State, but for the most part, we're only sold in Michigan um, and growing organically and at a rate where the beer is fresh. Uh, we're able to supply everybody. We're not having out of stocks. You know, we're not, and we're not flooding the market. Yeah, I, I remember, I've, we're friends with the family a little bit, so we know that sometimes you can grow too fast, and then, then things can become, you have growing pains. I guess that's what they're called. And, yep. um, but it's been amazing. I mean, just Brad and I both love, love beer. Love, we love the fact that we have our own brewery in town, and it just ends up really nicely that it ends up being great beer. It helps. Um, you know, it's been fun to see how many of my friends and family and stuff, and, and friends of friends that are like, "Hey, I'm coming to Alpena this week," and I'm like, "For what?" Yeah, the brewery. Yeah, you know, like we've we want to come. We've had the beer. We've heard the food's good. We heard the place cool. We're coming up for the brewery, and it's just cool. Like, it's nice when you live in a town to have a good brewery. But it's nice when it draws people to that town also. Yeah. That's, I mean, we definitely, my wife and I are definitely one of those people where we would just go away for the weekend and check out two or three breweries, have a beer at each one. And then, I mean, Brad, Brad's done that. And I know his brother does that too. So, yeah. yeah. So they love, Brad's brother loves to come up here and they use on the, the tap app and all that fun stuff. So, I mean. They'll be up this weekend. So. Oh, there you go. We'll be heading out to the brewery. It'll be a... 
nice warm weekend, actually. Yeah. It's like we're going to be in good luck. Yeah, good it's luck kind of wild, the weather was going on. <laughs> um, let's, let's pivot. So how has... Um, what are some of the biggest obstacles you guys have had through this whole COVID mess? So kind of the, the first major one was... Um, you know, the beer business, January, February are always your worst two months. You know, in March, St. Pat's, you know, people start going out again. You start to finally start selling draft. You finally start kind of making money again. Um, and that first round of orders leaving our warehouse <coughs> or leaving the brewery right before COVID hit, uh, one day everybody called and said, cut our orders. We don't know what's going on. We don't want anything. We don't want cans. We don't want kegs. Like, so we had a whole warehouse full of beer, nothing to do with it. Um, which only lasts about a couple days. And everybody said, okay, well, we'll take the cans, but all the bars are closed so you guys can keep the kegs. So we had a whole giant draft cooler full of keg beer and no idea how long it was going to last, no idea. You know, it was kind of one of those let's wait and see. Mm -hmm. um, so the biggest challenge was taking a business that's 50% canned beer, 50% draft, and overnight turning it to 95% cans, you know, 5% draft. Um, so thankfully the can line uh, that they bought last year, we uh, first hands ran through last July, we're able to buy labels instead of having to buy bottles and six pack holders and master cartons. You know, it's a very expensive and long proposition to add a new bottle package. Yeah. Um, so they always said if COVID would have happened in 2018, Austin Brothers probably wouldn't be in business anymore. Wow. Because they wouldn't have been able to pivot and make, you know, we had at one point in time 22 beers and cans at the brewery when we were offering the to-go and Thankfully, every in town, everybody in town was awesome. I mean, the, yeah. the support, the orders, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, there was just a couple of us working there, and just orders were flying in all day, and we were able to take all that draft beer, can it, and sell it. We never ended up having to dump really any old beer, uh, which wow. was kind of amazing. And then um, we also did a program with the Lions Club um, where they needed 1,000, or excuse me, 200 gallons of sanitizer. Okay. Uh, and so we bought some old beer back from our distributors, sent it to Grand Traverse Distillery, and they distilled it in the sanitizer for us for the Lions Club. So we were actually able to buy back any old beer that was in the market downstate and turn it into sanitizer. How does that work? So basically, when you make alcohol, um, you know, vodka, it's just distilled beer, basically. Yeah, I mean, okay. you don't finish the process, but it's basic. The work, you know, when you make beer, the sugar water, you just distill that to make, to make spirits. So you could actually take beer... And distill it down and if you have and the math was kind of fuzzy to me but if you have a five percent beer and you distill x amount of it down to get to 90 percent alcohol you lose you know it takes 20 times the amount of liquid to make it but they're able to distill it down and turn it into the alcohol to make the sanitizer you saw so many michigan breweries pivot to do that not only i'm sure it helped them a little bit but it just seemed mostly like it was just the right thing to do at the time, which was really cool to see. Absolutely. Uh, that's the Michigan beer community is, is one that's, you know, it's it's, it's interesting because everybody's competitors, but you're not. You're kind of all in it together. Um, so, I mean, there were definitely some phone calls like, hey, you know, is this worth the sanitizer thing or what, you know, what percentage are you guys use and how you, you know, how do we label it? Yeah. You know, that's, I, so I do all of our uh, labels. I design the labels. Um, most of them, I guess, we get some of the artwork. We actually have artist, uh, Elisa. I'm going to mess her last name up, Shivari. Yeah. She's a cartoonist. She does some of our drawings for Cherry Bomb and Blood Brothers and RVP, so she kind of does the real good, talented drawing stuff. I play with clip art. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of work that goes into getting labels approved by the TTB and the MLCC um, to make sure we're not putting stuff on labels. 
Well, I know the beer side pretty well, but I know nothing about liquor, and I certainly don't know anything about sanitizer. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of phone calls like, hey, what do I got to put on these bottles? You know, so the government's yeah. not mad at us, and uh, we learned a lot. I know we just, within the last three months, um, the health department was going around, and we had sanitizer everywhere, but we didn't have, we had to make sure all the stickers were on the sanitizer, mm-hmm. long story short. I always showed was coming through and digging everybody that didn't have the stickers on their bottles, and so we were all going through and making sure all that. Let's check this. It is what it is, right? right? Um. So you guys have been able to pivot rather well. Um. How did how is reopening the dining room? I have only ate there once. I think so. I think we ate a Saturday afternoon during the summer. It was a really hot day. It was nice out and. Um, I, do, I remember the dining room was in new opening yet. So we, we delayed that as long as we could. Yeah. Uh, because with opening the dining room, there's a lot more cleaning protocol. There's a lot more possible contact with, you know, the cooks, the, the staff, um, you know, the beer itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried to, you know, the one nice thing about where we're at is we have lots of land. Right. We, you know, we expanded, took advantage of the beer garden as much as we could um, and wanted to keep it that way. Now... We still have a couple people on the patio. We got some hardcores. Uh, yeah. So we did add 10 infrared heaters on the patio, so everything that's covered is heated. And hopefully in the next 10 days, two weeks, we're actually going to enclose the whole thing. Okay. Uh, we ordered months ago now, um, but, you know, with everything else, it's back-ordered and slow right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but ordered, like, vinyl roll-up garage doors. Okay, yeah. You know, to be on remote so we can enclose or open the whole patio up. So we'll be able to still give people some space and with our capacity. Um Inside, we only have seven tables right now. Right. Usually, we have 16 plus a full bar. So, I mean, with indoor only right now until the, that's done, we're operating at like 40% capacity. Um, reduced hours. We're still closed Sundays and Mondays. We close a couple hours earlier, mostly because our staff is still a third of what it used to be. Right. So, just to keep everybody's hours somewhat reasonable, um, trim, some, trim some hours out. And uh, tap rooms down. But hour for hour, you know, it's it's doing well. Um, I was going to say busy. one of the things I know that has always worried me, and I guess up to you whether you want to how deep you want to get into this is that I know a lot of restaurants aren't set up for forty percent capacity. It's just not a feasible, profitable thing for them. It's not. <laughs> uh, thankfully, you know, I, there's some years where the restaurant helps the brewery. There's some years where the brewery helps the restaurant. Right. And I don't think if we were just, you know, a, a restaurant, um, we'd be able to operate the way we're operating right now and, and be doing as well as we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so like I said, we're up sales for the year uh, on the distribution side. It helps kind of offset some of those taproom losses. Um, I can relate to that. It's weird to me because I am I have a countdown on my, if you go to my desk, there's a sign there. And I am 16 cars away from selling more cars than I did last year. And that's just wild to me. Because yeah, oh yeah. last year I sold more cars than I even ever remotely had in my entire life. And you would have told me that you're going to sell just as many, if not more, and you're going to be shut down for almost two months. <laughs> I would have done the other game. What are you talking about? Especially April is my haymaking month. That is when I... All the small no, birds come back into town. Everybody's got cash. Everybody's got cash. <laughs> it's taxes. It's just that is when I make my money. And t- if you would have told me that I'm going to take, you know, that whole month away from me, I would have been like, "Holy shit!" You know, and 
just been a crazy time. And that's been the surprising thing for us, you know, like I said, without having draft was half our sales last year. And we're right. like, with the bars, you know, not just our restaurants closed, they were all closed. You know, so when we just didn't expect our cans to take off like they did. Um, and we've had fun, you know, we've released a lot more package beer than we probably planned on doing, but it's worked. Um, and it's kind of helped even open up some new areas of the state for us. You know, we, we, we sell a beer all in the state of Michigan, but some places have kind of latched on to some of our newer stuff. You know, Cherry Bomb did well this year, Blood Brothers did well, where the uh, Northern Lights did really well this year. Um, where these pockets that didn't really buy a lot of our beer were buying a lot of our beer this year. Yeah. So it helped offset. But yeah, same thing if you had told me we'd be up, <laughs> you know, by the end of this month, probably up 10% for the year. Yeah. I'd probably call you a liar. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of our goal going into this year, you know, <laughs> before everything happened. Before everything happened. <laughs> Where do you see the, uh, so, like, for example, New England-style IPAs were really, really hot for a while. Still We're, are. Still are. <laughs> um, I really stopped drinking a lot of beer because I felt like it just kept making me fatter and fatter, which it's not necessarily the case because I'm still chunky and everything, but... Um, where do you see, is there a new trend going on? I'm so disconnected in it. Is there There's any? not. And okay. it's the most frustrating thing is that's, you know, we, we've been trying to play with stuff and like, you know, we do small batches, we throw it out and we see what people and everybody's just like, when's the next Merc coming out? You yeah. know, that's it. And, you know, I have seen our smoothie series, like mm-hmm. the milkshake IPA. I've seen that start, trend start to decline, which doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Yeah. Um, you know, one great thing about working for these guys is, they don't just brew what they want to drink. They brew what we can sell. Yeah. You know, in the end, it's all about. Yeah. Nobody really cares what I like. Yeah. You know, they like what they like, and we got to make sure they supply it to them. So, nice. um, but it is nice sometimes when some of these styles that we we make and do well with. Yeah. Don't really like to make. <laughs> it doesn't hurt our feelings when they start going away. Now that being said, I like the Merck series. I think it's fun. You know, we have yeah. a lot of fun with it. Um, and I don't see that style going away anytime soon. We don't know. You know, the brewed IPA thing was hot for a minute. Um, I mean, really, the only hot thing in beer is seltzer. Um, well, and that's, I guess, kind of where I was going. And next. it's huge. And yeah. it's huge, and it's not going away, and we're never going to make one. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a never say never that's, thing. You know, that's, it, I see a lot of breweries, you know, memeing right now, making fun of seltzer drinkers and seltzer yeah. makers, and I'm like, I won't do it, because there might come a point where we have to. But right now... Our tanks are full. People are buying our beer. We're not making a seltzer. <laughs> but never say never. You know, like I said, you know what I like doing? Cash my paycheck. So if you want seltzer, we'll make a seltzer. Yeah, we're making the best damn seltzer we're at. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah I, was, I was headed there. And I'm glad. I find it really fascinating how seltzer has just grown into this. And it hasn't even been, I mean, for the longest time it was this chicky white claw thing. And now it's just become like. Just as probably just super common by or and it's socially acceptable for everybody to drink it. Um, well, it's interesting, you know. This said I've been selling beer pretty much since I think about 2007 is when I started. Back then, it was Mike's Hard Lemonade, you know. Then I kind of went to smear it off, and I went to the like the Lime Maritas, and then it was the Dad's Hard Root. There's always been kind of that. But it's usually always been just something fruited. Yeah. Um, the the low cal, low carb, healthy thing has never really been part of the beer side of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean that being said, McUltra's it, it was been on a tear for three years, yeah. like 30 percent the last couple of years. So I mean, there is definitely a trend towards health, but that sweet drinker has never been concerned with the health side of it. It's yeah. just been how much sugar can I get out of this? Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, our main way to combat that is Northern Lights. Um, you know, instead of doing seltzer, we're going to go the McUltra route, made a beer that's lower calories, lower carbs, same alcohol as a McUltra, made down the road at your local brewery and tastes great. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... That's as close as we're going to get to a salt. For now, we might throw some fruit there at some point. but <laughs> Northern Lights is a big beer for me. And the, the reason it was is, I don't, know if you, I, I don't know if you listen or know what's going on, but my boss is probably your big, the biggest Bud Light fan, or one of the biggest Bud Light fans in Alpena. And he hates, just hates microbrews. And he just doesn't like anything that heavy out of the palate. Just, everything from the mouthfeel right down to the way it makes him feel. Yeah. But he loves Bud Light. And I was really happy to see Northern Lights because there are those moments where, like, we'll go to an event and they only have Austin Brothers. And the first thing he was like, go, go grab me a beer. You know what I like? And I'll be like, they don't what do you mean 45? What you like? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm sitting there like, oh, geez, what beats. And it, it makes me very happy because it is a fantastic beer. And especially at a brew pub, um, you know, I, I manage our Facebook page and I always get a lot of interesting feedback um but you know one's always like you know i'd really come to your place more if you had liquor i'd really come to your place more if you, you know my husband drinks bud light and if you guys saw i'm like well you know our, our liquor license says we can only sell what we make on site so right. you know and our goal's always been to have a beer for everybody you know if you and, and we played around this year a lot with shandies where if you don't like beer at all try the sour beer lemonade it kind of tastes like a sex on the beach yeah. you know like we, we've been playing with that and our blonde is close to a domestic but it still has some of that flavor you know a lot of my a lot of my family members are you know Bud Light Miller Light my uncle worked for drove a truck for Miller for years and they drank domestic yeah. and they don't like taste craft and I've tried for years like try this nope still still tastes right still doesn't taste like a light beer and you know sent some six packs home and everybody's kind of like wow yeah you finally did it <laughs> solid goal was that way of founders yes absolutely yeah and i and i like that one too i think there's a value in sometimes you wanting you to hang out at the brewery for three hours and drink for three hours but know that you can't drink paralyzer for those three hours because you're just going to be face down in the lawn <laughs> out there so it is nice to know that there's an option that keeps you something well more like you were saying you know after so many milkshake IPAs, you all of a sudden, you know, it's put on 20 pounds, so you can mm-hmm. crush Northern Lights all day and, you know, <laughs> yeah. never have to worry. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys, are you, so obviously you're going to plan on doing in the Merck series? Anything yeah. else you plan on? Yeah, or? so I mean, uh, it's going to be heavy Merck for, for the next year, um, and then we are uh, continuing our kettle sour series, uh, just try playing with different fruits. Um, that seems to be something that's been fun. Um, kind of introducing more of the state to some of our flagship beers mm-hmm. uh you know milk route style we put in cans yeah. uh this year with cherry bomb so just kind of stuff that already favorites up here yeah uh huron's been asking us to can we actually just can naked woody today for the first time we haven't made that beer in you know a couple years yeah. so let's make it again good enough regulars asking enough mug clubbers asking and since we have a can line let's can it and yeah. shoot it around so it's going to be a lot of um you know, I, I hate to say it's a Merck factory, but for now, that's kind of what we're doing. Um, well, we can talk about it. It's amazing how popular that New England style of beer is. And I don't... When it first came out, I was, you know, public enemy number one on that. I loved it. And then after a while, I was just like, all right, like, we, I've, I've had enough of it. Like, you know, I just like, all right, 
we're just reinventing the wheel so many times here. Or not on you. I'm just so, saying everyone. Oh, yeah. I'm just talking uh, industry wide. You know, and, and that's one thing we are going to be. With, we're we're bringing back our uh, West England. Okay. Which is you know Brant learned how to brew at Ballast Point. Right. West Coast IPA. I mean, 45 is probably the best West Coast IPA <laughs> made in Michigan. Yes. You know, and I'll fight people about the West Coast, but in yeah. Michigan, it's probably the best West Coast IPA you can find. Yeah. And that's the kind of beer he likes to make. It's crisp, clean, refreshing IPAs, and we just can't get people on board. Uh, and 45 are still doing green, and it's still worse. growing, so we're going to try to ram West England out there again, um, you know, which is a traditional. It's 45er, dry hopped like a Merc, okay. and then filtered. All right. So, I mean, it's going to be crystal clear. It's going to be nice and bright, and it's going to have those aromas. Yeah. That New England has, we're hoping we can kind of suck some people over away from the dark side and be like, hey, look, you know, yeah, clear beer tastes good too. Uh, last time we did it was draft only, and, and it was a small batch, and the people who had it really enjoyed it. So we're kind of hoping that this might be our chance to say, hey, you know, your beer doesn't have to look like this. Like, thank you for buying our beer that looks like this, but we make some other cool no, stuff I, too. I think that's. There's some value. I mean, I get it. It's no different than lifted trucks. I mean, it's like. You know, well, I'll sell you a lifter truck all day long, but at some point I'm just like, okay, oh my God, what's going on? So, um, it's just, I, I just, I think, I know he does that West Coast IP stuff so incredibly well. And that, I, that, I love the 45er. It's just by far my favorite beer. And that's so in uh, Slamnesia this year, we did a little more of that. I mean, that's another, like, you know, not currently a really cool style yeah. uh, but people ate it up and I, I talked a little earlier uh, there's a website called Tavor uh, that okay. ships beer it's just an app on your phone you log in there's eight new beers that aren't available in your state you build a box there's like a you know little markup because it's stuff you can't yeah. find and then it's a flat rate to ship it to your house uh, they're based out of Washington State and they started buying our beer this year oh that's uh, cool and it's all based on on tapped ratings it has to be at least a four star I mean there's you know they're, they're kind of interesting with how they select what beers they bring in but Slamnesia they you know when I interviewed with them earlier in the year they're like is that beer coming back we need that beer oh absolutely so we made a bigger batch this year sent them to Washington and just watching that over the last month kind of hit Instagram untapped you know Florida, New York, California, people are like, who are these Austin brothers and what is this beer? You know, like that's yeah. been cool to see because I know Slamnesia is great. You know, everybody here on here knows it's great, but yeah. you know, now some dude in Texas is pounding it's like, wow, this is a great beer. <laughs> I didn't know that, you know, and then you get yeah. the, I didn't realize this Texas brewery existed. Yeah. Them Austin brothers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, I know when uh, Deep Elm Brewery makes a blonde that I love. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but. Um, I'm not a big that type of style drinker, but I do enjoy that one. But all right, well, we will. Let me ask one other thing: Is there? Is a Rogue Woody coming back? That's all I want to know. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, you know, I so funny story. I actually just had somebody write about Milk Route. Like the day we were canning, a lady wrote me on Facebook. She's like, "Hey, is uh, Milk Route coming back?" I'm like, "Yeah, in about three hours." She's like, "Well, that's cool." And she's like, "How about Rogue Woody?" And I was like, "I don't even know what that is." So I went in the bag. I was like, "Blake, what is Rogue Woody?" He goes, "Oh." <laughs> and he told me I was like oh we have to do it he's like but it was a firkin nobody does firkins anywhere like let's unfirkin it and just you know figure out doing the kettle and let's be so the only thing that scares me about that beer is Lucas <laughs> uh, you know we, we, we could always get creative with it but you know anytime yeah. you, you, you put those names and titles you get C and D's and yeah no I, I, I even if you like made a small batch and just 
kept it at the brewery. We, we drank it all that night. That's really all you need to know. We finished that little pony keg off that night. I remember that. Yeah, and that's so, and that's kind of the fun we want to have this year is um, kind of find our favorites, scale yeah. them up because. You know, some of the best Mercs were when they were draft only and only distributing in like three counties in Michigan. And yeah. it's like, you know, Steve Merkel was actually the first Merc they ever did. Yeah. But it was, you know, 30 people had it. And then released in Kansas, people were like, wow, man. He's like, well, this is the second time this came out. Like, oh, really? Like, when's it coming back? It's so, weird. That's been what's interesting for me to see is I go to purchase at least every other day for my lunch. And they do a pretty good job of rotating on that end cap yep. of what you have coming out. And some of my favorite stuff, things I've been watching, all the beers that you guys had, a lot of the beers you had your first couple of years, yeah. making it its way to distribution where I'm like, well, yeah, the average person they're probably marketing didn't, wasn't coming to Alpena to drink. Don't realize, beer. yeah. yeah. And, and even, I mean, you know, when they, so when we signed now, then we were like their fourth distributor. And at the time it was basically, you know, Huron distributors, you know, and then 75 down to Oakland County, but a lot of Lakeshore wasn't there. And that was kind of, he was kind of on the cutting edge of that New England phase back then, but nobody knew it because it was all draft and it was all Northern Michigan. So now it's kind of like, well, now, hey, yeah, we're statewide and people are buying our beer, but let's show you what we did back then. Yeah. And it still stands up now. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I mean, I, I, we know that. We were drinking a lot of M43. Yeah. Obviously, everyone did. And then um, between that and then going there and doing Steve Merkel and everything that would go along with that. Do you have a favorite Merk bread? I like them all. Yeah, I'm gonna lie. There was one. I forget, was was not wasn't it this year. It was it would have been either last year or the year before. I'm trying to think what it was, but it was something. I don't know. Is it tangerine? Tangerine smoothie? No, I just thought it was a tangerine, like a tangerine murk, but I could have been wrong. I'm trying to think what it was. It's just been so. Doesn't help that you're not really remember when you're drinking in there. <laughs> Wait. All right. Anyways, so what we will do? We'll take a break. Well, let's talk about what you brought. You brought us swag. I did. Yeah. You know. Um, so I didn't know if the kitchen was decorated or not. Well, look at that. Yeah. Spot sponsors, and then I just brought. You know, we talked about our merch series. Uh, it was super cool this year for Halloween to see. Um, our Instagram was flooded with people tagging with Merkenstein. It seemed like it was kind of almost the official, unofficial beer of Halloween this yes. year, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I brought you guys A-Team, which was a collaboration we did with Ascension Brewing down in Novi. It's a triple New England. Um, it's It was a lot of fun. Those guys are great. They kind of have a similar mindset of how they want to brew, what they want to brew, the styles, even the way they brew. So it was fun to have them up, uh, make a beer with them. And then they actually made the same beer on their smaller system. So okay. we're trying to get somebody... Somebody down in Oakland County to bring some back up to see kind of how they how they shook out, uh, and then our latest sour, which is just a passion fruit orange and guava, nice. uh, which is a kind of return to uh, the first sour we can is Aloha Punch, which is very similar to this one minus pineapple, so just a real nice tart sour. Northern Lights, spread the good word, and then can today Naked Woody because you know it's better than beer same day same day beer. That's can today. Oh yeah. Um, can't be mad about that. Seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> I mean, I know that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's that's been the cool thing. We actually had there's a guy who lives in Posen who uh, big Woody Wee fan. Okay, orders three or four cases at a time, 
and then we see him maybe every four or five weeks. You know, yeah. He's like, it's just, I'd rather come right to the source and go to Meyer and give you guys the, the business. The last three or four times, he's always placed his order the day we're canning 45 <laughs> So, like, he backs his tr- car up, opens the trunk, and I'm taking cases off the can line and putting them in his car. He's like, I just, you can't do this anywhere. I'm like, yeah. that's, I mean, if you can get beer fresher anywhere else, I don't know where, but that's, that's <laughs> super cool. He's got good luck, or he knows our calendar. You know, yeah, I mean, he, he probably, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else are we going to do during shutdown? I might as well just time it up right <laughs> Um, Anything coming out the rest of the year? Or are you guys just kind of kind of... Yeah, so um, we actually just made a beer. It's going to be called Murking Dreams Come True. Uh, <laughs> nice. So our cellarman, Brad, always jokes. I, I'm really good at, like, we have a real great plan for the week, and then three hours in, I'm already changing that plan. Yeah. And, it, you know, that's... And so I'm kind of... I walk in, and they just go, what, change plans? You know, so <laughs> that's kind of my role there. And his plan is he just makes it happen. Whatever it is, Brad, I'm like, hey, you know, I know... I told you you need half barrels. Everything needs to be six barrels now. So he always says he's always merking dreams come true. Yeah. So he's on the can. That's his beer. He picked the hops. Like So we're making a beer for Brad. That's uh, cool. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And then we actually are bringing back, uh, kind of bringing back Steve Merkel for the end of the year. Uh, but we used to do our New England's with lactose. And earlier this year, we just stopped using it for allergy issues. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of people that have lactose issues. We found a process that gives you that same mouthfeel and sweetness without using it, so we stopped using it. So, Steve Merkel isn't the exact same. We classed it up a bit, so Stefan Merkel is oh, coming nice. out <laughs> for the end of the year. I like it. And then a murky Christmas will be back for Tapper Moly. Cool. Uh, and then, yeah. Um, and then you, are you going to bring back the little shells? Or I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't know how that works with Every, COVID. So. Well, and so everything I've been reading about it, first of all, with the way the brewery's set up, we're kind of in a wind tunnel. Mm, yes. And those, we only have one of the two igloos I could even probably put back together out of the crumpled pieces of what got smashed last year from the wind. Uh, but everything I'm reading is that they're basically COVID incubators. They're very hard. I mean, it's even tighter enclosed space. Right. Uh, so that was kind of our idea with enclosing the patios. It's a giant igloo that kind of actually has ventilation and we could open open the doors yes. up and down and so I don't think we're going to run them this year uh, <coughs> I think they will be back I think it's a really cool thing I, I liked them especially when they were out in the beer garden you had the snow on them yeah. very cool I just think this year it's probably I, yeah, I, worse I, than better I don't blame you at all for making that decision it's by far the safe one um, that being said Alice and I love sitting out there <laughs> With the heater, her next to the heater, drinking two or three beers and watching the snowfall. Yes, yeah, so, cool that. so that's the 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 doors on the patio will be. They're basically, you know, it's clear thick ply vinyl that roll up and down. So hopefully you'll be able to sit in the patio and kind of unobstructed view of the snow falling outside. So I'm kind of hoping it gives you that outdoor feeling, uh, because yeah, the igloos are nice. Um, but yeah, that's the we've definitely had to make a lot of decisions based on what's best for, not best for, you gotta yeah. think safe right now. Yeah. You gotta, you, people gotta feel comfortable. Uh, you know, we've, we've made some decisions that probably some people think are over the top and, and a bit too safe, but you know, better, we better rather be safe than sorry. Well, you, you, you have to be. We're definitely from that camp anyway, so. Um, one last, any plans to expand the floor or the, the brewery itself? So I, I'm gonna be, I'll level with you. I have, my favorite place to go in town is that place. 
but I'm officially an Alpina person now where I don't even bother going there in July. It's too busy. <laughs> it's just too busy. <laughs> There's a plan. You know, there is yeah, a plan, oh yeah. and, and, you know, I think... You don't have to reveal your plan. I, just, well, I, think early, I think earlier this year, very early this year, the plan is closer to fruition than it is right yeah, now. Of course. Uh, but that is, you know, it, it's... It's kind of a catch twenty two though, right? Because obviously there's eight or ten weeks where we could triple that capacity, right, and, and pack it out. But then, what do you do now with a giant empty space? Because mm-hmm. everybody's going to hibernation, you know. Right. So the size is nice, and that's we definitely tried to take advantage of the outdoor space this summer. Um, yeah. And then with with enclosing the patio, it'll give us more capacity, especially once we can actually reopen fully inside. We'll have. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get the weights down a little bit. Uh, we do have some plans, maybe shorter term plans of adding some some bar outside. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the summertime, doing some outdoor stuff where it doesn't all go through the kitchen, doesn't all go through that bar. To maybe be able to add more capacity outside. Yeah. You know, I think the long term plan is a big bright shiny building on the back with a big you know yeah storage cooler and a full kit you know big kitchen and you know that plan's there i don't know how close it is but uh we definitely talked a lot about you know it's funny it was almost like this summer was good yeah because we weren't as busy as we could have been because we would have been buried yeah uh so we kind of had a chance to make some more adjustments add some things and then next spring we could add a couple more and talk and, them over and yeah. really think if they're a good idea yeah, well, yeah. and yeah. that way everybody in town can come and they won't have to wait three hours yeah. on a Saturday. Well, uh, you know what's funny <laughs> is it used to be like okay we're not gonna go there on friday and saturday let's just not even bother going there and then we could go there on wednesday and we're like, what the fuck is going on right now so then it was like, and then it was like, well, we're not even over there. We just don't even bother in jail. Especially, you know, Sunday's not. Sunday was not a bad day, right. like during the summer, because you get up there at noon and day drink a little bit, and then it wasn't that busy. But yeah, I mean, yeah. there's nothing that makes me happier though, going in there and just seeing it balls of all busy. Because right. I'm just like, yes. That's what I want. Well, it's, it's, you know, family comes into town to visit, and they're like, hey, you want to go to the brewery? I'm like, on a Saturday? Are you crazy? <laughs> they're like, don't you know people? I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm not going near the place. <laughs> I don't go there on Saturdays. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's such a good problem. Have, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. We, you know, thankfully we've been blessed with a lot of good problems. Uh, you know, the support locally has been great. Statewide has been great. Uh, you know, our, our, you know, even Meyer and Walmart, and we've had some great support from those guys to help grow the business. So, I mean, it's it's been they cause a lot of headaches for us, but they're way better headaches than a lot of other people are dealing with right now. So, I mean, I will stress out over having to cut orders all day rather than having a warehouse full of beer nobody wants. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up this segment. We're going to come back and we'll do our top five? Nope. All right. Yeah, I'd be curious what. I know there's a plan. But I, I think it got knocked off quite a bit. But oh, I'm, I'm sure. I just I often um, it's like I said. You know, there's nothing. It's like I love going there. And I love having you know, a couple beers. And my, the food's always amazing. And it seems like there's always the kind of people I like to see when I go out to eat somewhere. Versus yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to see this guy. <laughs> so it's always like the right kind of people when we're there. But. This, the problem is now is the kitchen. You know, the, you see the kitchen, that's the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We can't 
really support much more seating with that kitchen. So that would be like, you know, we're talking a new building with a nice new kitchen and, yeah. you know, and that's where they want to go. But I mean, it's just, and we probably could do it sooner than later, but this year kind of scares you. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of oh, places yeah. that went that way last year didn't, aren't probably going to make it through the end of the year. Yeah. Have you heard of, I heard celebrations opening soon. Isn't that what they're called? The one oh, uh, Hop, Hopside. Oh, okay. Is that what yeah, they, yeah, because they they changed their name. Okay. Uh, I think they had an issue with a liquor company or something. Okay. Had, yeah, so they're uh, Hopside Brewing. Okay. Any day now, for the last couple months is what I heard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know they were originally, originally, originally planning on opening this past January. Um, and I know people are kind of telling them, you know, don't open in January, February, wait till March, April when there's people in town and then I'm sure they probably didn't want to open this year in March or April. So I don't know, uh, but I know some of the people that have been, you know, doing, doing the electrical and stuff over there. So they're they're pretty close and ready. But yeah. I'll be curious. That'll be exciting. I mean, it's it's you know, it's like, you guys worried? It's like no, I I hope three more breweries open up this time. Yeah, because that's it's a weird how that works. I you know it, I have friends that are like, man, I really want to come up, but you know I'm gonna go to Traverse City. There's 14 breweries to hit, and they're like, you're the only one for an hour in any direction. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that cool? They're like, but I don't want to come just to your place. Yeah. Well, you can stop at Wiltsy's on the way on. They're like, yeah, I kind of know. <laughs> like, we can keep going to Sheboygan. They're like, well, that's another hour. Yeah. You know, that's, so, I mean, I've... And that's a great point. That's why I don't go to Sheboygan. I love go- I love that. And I love Phil. Yeah. And I love the yeah. beer. <laughs> but, man, you get up there and you're like, I guess I go to the story corner place. And then, all right, back in the car, let's go. And then it's just like... I get it. They so. came down last winter. Like a, they just took a day off, and all the brewers came down and played around the brew with us for a day. And they're like, "Come on up!" And like, I mean, I don't know when, and it's a long way away now. <laughs> you know, so I used to spend four hours a day commuting, and now it's like an hour. Oof! I don't know about that. And I'm know. getting pretty used to my four mile drive to work, four four minute drive to work. You get so spoiled living up here. Yeah. And when I'm just driving, you're getting in a little traffic. You're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And you're like, oh, "Go to Traverse City to pick something up and like, you know, get out." And I'm like. Oh my god! Like, this isn't bad. <laughs> Having a nervous breakdown. Like, I used to drive six ninety six every day. Deadliest expressway in the world. <laughs> but with two construction lanes on each side, and everybody merging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I can't handle fifty seven. <laughs> um, all right. You ready? I'm nervous. Oh, yeah? I'm Why? totally going to have this. All right. But, I mean, it's a great, it's solid either way. So. All right. Well, we're going to do our top five, and this week's top five is our top five Christmas movie characters. So we'll start with Chris. Yes, I was hoping I was going to be first. This is one that probably won't get picked anyway, but I'd say probably my favorite character in a Christmas movie is probably the bird lady from Home Alone 2. Nice. You know, I just think she, you know, shows you the spirit of Christmas, uh, shows you what it's all about, you know, saves the day without really, you know, expecting that she'd be the hero of the movie. I just, I think she's the one. It's cool. I mean, this is going to get so, like, I don't know, abstract or surreal. I don't know if that's real. It's going to be a reach out a couple of ways. But it's favorite. It's not best. We just said our favorite yeah. Christmas movie characters. I want to see where you're going. All right, am I going to or are you going to? Doesn't matter. I, want to shoot I don't remember who did it last. You did it last because I was like, man, this is weird. I normally am the pivot. And... Well, I'll let you go. 
Second again. Okay. Hans Gruber. Mm, that's cool. No, you don't have to fake it. Just instantly. And there's so many reasons why. I love the first of all, that he's my first round pick. So, I love Alan Rickman. Yeah. A whole bunch of characters, so I love that he's early in the draft. We get him up there. Plus Hans. I just, it's perfect. I'm in. And then, of course, this parlays the whole debate, which we already had on this pod. Whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. movie. Or a movie set at Christmas. <laughs> so, but either way, <laughs> I'm excited. All right. I like it. So, since you picked Hans, I'll pick John McLean as my first pick. <laughs> I was hoping, I was kind of actually hoping three characters from Die Hard would all go in the first round. <laughs> Not going to lie. Just to prove? Just to prove? Yeah, just to prove a point. But And to make it even better, with my second pick, I'll take Zeus from Die Hard 3. Nice. <laughs> I have somebody saved it up. I just don't want to pick all the characters. <laughs> so I feel like that's really not good. All right. So when I close my eyes and I think Chris was really got the normal from right. from Elf. <laughs> and because I say Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Way too much of my life. So <laughs> I got you that couple of yeah. So yeah. So uh yeah, my number two is the normal. Alright, awesome. And I feel good about that too. Well and I kinda of feel like it's cheating because I think he's the greatest character in a Christmas movie of all time, but you know, I just gotta go with Will Farrell from, from Alpha I mean, just you know, I just it's it's year round, you know, quotable, you know, it applies. Uh you know, I just you know, smiling's my favorite. You uh you have a really solid two so far. <laughs> oh, and I gotta go right back now, don't I? Yeah. Oh man. Um I'm gonna say one of those Christmas movies that is probably probably not on the radar. I'm gonna go with Santa Claus, but I'm gonna say Bernard the Elf. Right, who's the lead elf in Santa the Santa Claus? Yeah. He really saved the day. You know, I think if it wasn't for Bernard, Christmas wouldn't have happened. It's tough. So I'm in number three. I already know who I want to be my number five. So then I know four. <laughs> I don't know which one I want, so I just need one more person. But then what happens if you, you're not going to take it? Either of those. <laughs> Pretty sure, I'm not. That's what makes me nervous. Like way deep down. So wait till you see my next two picks. Then you probably, if you do it, I'm going to be happy. I'll be happy that you think it, but I'll be sad that I, I'm not able to validate your validate your choices. All right. So what I'm going to do now. We need to take somebody serious, somewhat serious. So I'm taking Mark from Love Actually, which is Andrew Lincoln's character. It was on my list. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I love that movie. Yes. So, all right. That's my three. All right. Well, my three and four are a, group, are a duo. It's Martin Riggs and Roger McTall from Lethal Weapon. Okay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a Christmas movie. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, i to think. I feel like there's... A, Christmas movie that I watch a lot other than Die Hard and Elf that I just totally missed it. It's not even on my radar and I'm like, holy cow. How are you not even picking it? But 
in the same breath, if it's not sticking in my head, it can't matter that much. It's got to be Kevin. We haven't, we haven't taken yeah. it yet, haven't we? No, right? no. no. Right, so it's got to be Kevin. Nancy's. And then I'm hoping my five is going to be there. In all, all the movies, or, or just one, or It'd two? It would be the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, we had that debate at the brewery this morning. The <laughs> guy say that the second one was better than the first. Bold move. But. Then again, my first pick from the second movie. So maybe, yeah. it's maybe, interesting. Maybe I agree. <laughs> so it's the problem. It's not a problem, but the 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 reality of a movie like Home Alone is that the house or the hotel is actually a character in itself. Yeah. So there's a value in saying, well, it's kind of cool that they're in New York because. You've added a different dimension of a character, but it's still that first house was way better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I can see the like I said, I can see the value in, in arguing that where the house is a character, the hotel is a character. So, but yeah, but the first doesn't have Donald Trump like the second one. It's true. It's a good point. It's true. I know you love Donald. Does yeah. that feel good? <laughs> no. All right. Um. I'm gonna have to go to like the the Christmas movies that I think of when I was a kid. Christmas movies, um, yeah. And and in the Rudolph movie, I think you can't go wrong with Yukon Cornelius. I knew you were gonna take that. So I you mean, said that I was like silver and gold, freaking Cornelius, silver and gold. I should totally dress. I think I'm gonna try to still dress up like Yukon Cornelius one day at the Daily Trip and just show <laughs> And it's like, what are you doing? Like, no, you know exactly what I'm doing. You know, you know what I'm doing. I mean, that's. I mean, I don't. Know, he's not really in that movie for long, but I mean, that that's when I think. of Christmas movies from my childhood, yeah. it's Yukon Cornelius. The problem I have with this, it's like the ultimate Halloween costume for me is the Boy Scout from Up. He's a chubby Asian guy. I would totally rock it. The problem is, is the same thing with Yukon Cornelius. And what stopped me from doing both of those costumes is it's the accessories that make the costume. And I would spend a thousand dollars on each of guys. those costumes. <laughs> Like trying to get him just right, you know, buying everything. Especially that kid. I mean, he's got backpack and he's got all the badges in there. And by the time you do it right, it's a thousand dollar costume. Now, that being said, I probably wear it every year, but you're just forever. I tell the way you're looking at me. You really want to see me then. I do. <laughs> you guys do you guys do any fundraisers? <laughs> sell some candy bars <laughs> to get them. <laughs> Alright. No, no, man, deep in the draft. So I was saying, hmm. I'm probably going to have to go um, just because he's the ultimate evil Christmas villain. The Burger Meister Meister Burger from, uh, I think it was Santa Claus coming to town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's, you know, probably he's a way better villain than the uh, robotic Santa and the Santa Claus too. And I don't can't think of many other Christmas villains. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm trying to put Christmas movies in Google search. There it goes, finally. I'm just trying to see if I'm missing anything. So this is my number five, right? I don't need, I just want to see how bad I'm going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot this person. But yeah, I'm going to, Argyle's number five for me. It's cool. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Nothing wrong with it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then never mind. Because you're not supposed to know that anyways. You don't know. All right. I got three that I pick, but 
if this is how y'all do Christmas, I'm definitely coming back here for New Year's. <laughs> oh, what the hell. Cousin Eddie from National yeah. Christmas God, Christmas. How could I... That's a movie. That was yeah. That's a big miss. Yeah, that I, mean, was, uh, I mean, that's, that's the movie I was thinking about. Uh, like, there has to be a movie I'm not uh, thinking about, and that's why I should have done a little more research on my part. But I still feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, they're all well, good picks. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ralphie from Christmas Story, probably. probably I thought probably of him, but I was just like, I wrote. So I have a confession. I really don't like Christmas Story. But Alice's brother loves Christmas Story, so like by default we watch it. And but like deep down, I don't really like the movie. I'd much rather it's just to watch, a bunch of white people. Around around. Yeah, I'd much rather watch Prancer or Santa Claus or any other the other ones than that. one. And I get that there's a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people. That but I'm just saying. I think it's I think it's mostly what it is. Yeah. So uh, any hour we mentioned the brand. I know you got a list there that's healthy. Clark Griswold. Yeah, Clark. Ralphie, uh, Sam from Love Actually, little boy, mm-hmm. trying to impress the girl, and Gizmo from Gremlins. That would have been a good one. Did you have anyone on your list? I didn't realize that Gremlins was set in the holidays. So you guess I, I went just in a straight Christmas Christmas and wasn't even thinking that, of. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of, I think what we've done now is we keep trying to become more obscure with our people. At least I do. Like, I don't know. So, you know like, obviously, I don't feel bad about Hans Gerber at all being in right. that. Oh, no. But Argyle's, some of these are like, really? The local driver from Die Hard? But I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, he was in the movie. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, so, I don't know. I would say probably my only one would be Linus from Charlie Brown. Yeah. You know, he drops that speech. And, I mean, that's really your Christmas. I think there's, yeah, I don't think you're wrong there. All those claymation type, any of those type of characters you wanted to throw in there, I don't think they would have been a bad choice. So, and then of course cartoon wise too. So, like Frosty, there's a whole damn song about that son of a bitch. So, (laughs) all right. Well, we will wrap this up. We'll come back close it on up. All right. Right, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I've got a joint birthday party for my niece and nephew. My brother and sister-in-law are coming up, so I'm sure we'll... Make our way to Austin Brothers? Yeah. I think I'm off this weekend. So, I get one weekend off, right, typically. So I either take this weekend off, or I take Christmas weekend off, like, you know, Black Friday weekend off. So I don't get a hunting time off because yeah. I have the dealership. So we already know that. So I don't know. It's either this weekend or that weekend. And I always try to take that Friday weekend off, and I never do. I always inevitably always happen to go in. So I don't. I don't. Even want Pretty to busy weekend, isn't it for you guys? That so, Black Friday weekend, or no? I'll be honest, Chris. What happens is inevitably is our whole world stops for deer hunting, and that's like the last. Usually that's like the last chance you can shoot it. Yeah. So you know it's like anybody who hasn't got their deers wanting to hurry up and get in the woods one last time. So it's always like, hey, would you mind working? Because I really haven't gotten you know or you know and just weird stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But this is a good weekend. I mean, yeah. Anytime I can drink with you and your brother at the same time makes me happy. So be a good weekend to be on the patio at the brewery. Sunny in 65. 
It's gonna be wild. Yeah. I know. I saw that. I was like, what's going on? I will not be there. I'll be breaking leaves and putting away the lawnmower and breaking down the trampoline and all the stuff I should have done a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole. I heard, or I didn't hear. I read something that it's actually good to not rake your leaves. Yeah. That helps the. For the winter, but in the spring, it's good to break it. But if, right. So leave them in the winter time is actually better for your lawn. I just can't stand the way it looks. No. You see my backyard? No. <laughs> my house downstate, I had 20 big oak trees. I had about an acre and a half, two acres. And it would take, you know, it take four hours to cut the grass on a, on a zero turn. It would take us like five or six weekends, you know, eight hours Saturday, eight hours Sunday, just raking, mulching, chopping, bagging. So that's you know our little little city lot now it takes us all of you know hour and a half to rake leaves for for the year. So I will gladly rake leaves. <laughs> so, when you have perspective like that, how you're just like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. You're smiling the whole time. Doing it. People are driving by. What is wrong with that guy? Like, yeah, so. Driveway takes ten minutes. Yeah. Well, earlier in the episode we talked about what could happen over the next two weeks. So that's good. And then we'll be. So then then we have ninety. We're at ninety one or ninety two. So it was 92. So then we have a 93 or 94 plan, regardless. We're close to 100. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel good. All right. All right. Well, Chris, thank you for coming by. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for the beer. Absolutely. A little swag action here. Yeah. Good. Where are you putting Austin? I don't know. Somewhere. Oh, it would be closer. There. Yeah, I might have to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, thank you very much once again, and come back on soon. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back on, just for the beer. Yeah. So <laughs> no. reason I get invited places. So. Every time a new beer is released. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, hey. No. Uh, Sponsorships. But we, uh, on the road, we love the beer, and just love talking about it. So. Yeah, we appreciate the support, and my wife enjoys when I get out of the house and talk to beer. Talk about beer with other people. That's what <laughs> we saw you Saturday, and that's what you mentioned that she was. She seemed more excited that you were able to do this than you were. So that's so awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, and talk to you soon. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high.